auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Live JW Megawig Show. I am your host, the Candyman, and today you're in for a special treat. Local artist and singer-songwriter Neil Nyberg from band Nalamora. Please welcome him to the show. Hey. Hey, how was the commute over here? Uh, it was fine. I took Bart over from Berkeley, and then I rode my skateboard over here. Nice. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's a great day. Yeah, so tell me about it. I know um, you're in this local uh, rock and roll pop band, and um, how I know you've been a singer-songwriter for a long time. I just kind of want to hear about your story and where, you're, where you came from. Cool. My name is Neil Nyberg. My band is called Nalamora. It's spelled N-A-L-A-M-O-R-A, and we're uh, based in Berkeley and SF. And um, yeah, I'm, uh, I've been writing songs since I was uh, since 12. Started playing at 11, and um, so I'm uh, 36 now. And um, I've always, uh, for for many years, I've wanted to use my uh, my music to um, improve the planet, to bring people together, and uh, and for people to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so I know you're uh, doing a show coming up on November 16th. Where was that? So this place called The Cove in Oakland. It's a it's a house uh, with a backyard stage. And uh, if you follow us on uh, Facebook or Instagram, I'll post very soon um, about that. Nice. So, um, yeah. Would you like to play a song? <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys, we got a live performance. By Neil Nyberg. <laughs> and we are live on Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Create good karma and generate positive change. Create good karma. start this over one more time Here we go. Put, the, put the mic up to the guitar so this is a uh, this is a song by my band Nalamora it's called generate positive change create good karma and generate positive change create 
good karma and generate positive change. We need to be the change we wish to see, even if it might seem strange initially. Think globally and act locally. We can totally make this world how it's supposed to be. We will unite against oppression and hate and as a planet decide a new direction to take. Let's remove darkness on earth. We need to start with us first. So please be more loving to each other now. It counts. Let's put love in the world. Love is the cure. And help flowers to bloom. This powerful boom create good karma and generate positive change create good karma and generate positive change we need unity in our global community and hopefully soon we'll see social issues that we have can be resolved as we evolve united we stand and divided we fall let's all get along and share the planet in peace let's right all the wrong repair the damage and ease the suffering as we dismantle the old world order a bright future is the big goal we're working toward Let's co-create something that's brand new for me and you. Let's put love in the world. Love is the cure. And how flowers to bloom this powerful boom is here. good karma and generate positive change let's make it sparkle and demonstrate awesome displays open your heart up and emanate positive waves let's all create good karma now generate positive change it's up to all of us, the people are the leaders of this new era And soon we will start to see that we have always had the power So help to make a difference, let us create for ourselves a great existence In the big picture, we're all the same Each ray Care. And how flowers
powerful bonus here now. A catalyst of some magic and love. That was awesome. Thank you so much. That song's called Generate Positive Change. That was awesome. I wrote that song about a year ago. And it's up now on uh, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, you know, all the places uh, where music is. It's amazing. It sounded great. So you, you guys are playing at the Cove November 16th. What? How How did you come up? How did you form Nalamara? Mora? How did you come up with it? Well, uh, I've been a songwriter and a singer for many years. Um and uh so in 2007 is when i when i was like all right i'm gonna start a band and uh i gotta come up with a name and i wanted a really unique name so i like i played around with different letters of the alphabet and just uh made up this cool word nalamora and then uh and then and then about a year later i was looking at the word spelled out and i was like oh my god the Spanish word for love is like right there in the name. And we've always been all about love. So I think I subconsciously created the name around the Spanish word for love. And so we uh, we, we had a short incarnation of Nalamora in 2007 as a trio. And, um, you know, it wasn't easy to keep a band together uh, down in the suburbs. I grew up in the city of Newark, California, in Silicon Valley, next, in the, next to Fremont. And... Um, there's not a whole lot of musicians down there um, compared to up here in the city and in Berkeley and Oakland. Um, so we had another incarnation in Alamora um, in 2009, 2010, 2011. Um, and then I didn't do anything for about six years until I met Corey Harlan here in San Francisco. And then we restarted Nalamora again. And that time it was like we've been going strong since then. And, um, we, we like to incorporate a lot, like, you know, lots of different genres. Like I, I like everything. Like I like indie rock and punk and reggae and rap and, uh, you know, country and, uh, like, um, bluegrass and, um, um, who would you say your, uh, your biggest influences are? So early on as a kid, I was like five years old. I'm really liking Billy Joel. Like we didn't start the fire. Billy Joel and Michael Jackson and Queen, and then that was like real early on, and then, uh, and then a couple of years later, I got in, I got real in, into country music in like, like third, fourth, fifth grade, in elementary school, I was super into country. I still love country, um, but um, and then after that, I, and about age eleven, I got really into the Beatles, and the Beatles are like my biggest influence, and and. Um, and then after the Beatles, I got into more like alternative rock and punk and, and all genres of music. So I'm, I'm just inspired by like everything. The Beatles the most, um, uh, Weezer, Nirvana, Green Day, Sublime, Eminem. Um, uh, Green Day, wow, yeah, because they're, lo they're local here too. I remember growing up on, on Green Day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like from Oakland, Berkeley. Yeah.
Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Want to play another song? <laughs> yeah. So, um, this next song um, is about artificial intelligence. And, um, you know, I'm a spokesman for the welfare of planet Earth. And I want to see this planet thrive. And um, I push for positive human evolution for for the planet to advance in a positive way. And artificial intelligence is coming on to the scene. You know, more jobs are being automated now. And um, we're going to see a, a lot of new things come out in the next few years. The robots and all kinds of, you know, efficient machines that help us live better lives. And we know that it's really important to... Um, you know, to, to use AI responsibly and ethically, because that's really important. And so um, we promote AI and the ethical, responsible developers that, that are making stuff. And um, the song is called Monumental Horizon. are made what this means for humanity is an upgrade to the stars we're commencing a brand new era with the rise of technology it is escalating faster it seems our advancement is Exponential now. So let's do it right. We get to witness as we turn a page in history with brand new systems. You just might be in disbelief. It's building faster, farther in this new millennium. These times are significant. Planetary transformation is upon us now Extraordinary times as more truth is coming out New waves of energy raising human consciousness These days are indeed profound What is on the horizon is monumental That's for sure It's the dawn of an AI workforce by the fight to do what's right. 
let's do it right We might decide to open source AI To maximize our human-friendly commonwealth and biosphere Awesome live Thank Neil you. Nyberg Nalamora. That song's called Monumental Horizon. That's a Nalamora song, which is my band. And um, we 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 play as a full band. Um, I'm just doing this acoustic by myself, but um, we have a, we're a four or sometimes five piece glam rock, punk, reggae, and more band. Um, but you get to hear the acoustic solo version here. It's really great. I um. The artificial intelligence, that's a big topic of conversation, you know, and I really like how you guys are bringing that up. Yeah, and, the, you know, the, the, they say the robots are coming, and it's true, and uh, jobs are being automated away. We, I'm very much for a universal basic income, and people are talking about it a lot these days, is giving money to everybody and, uh, you know, taxing the corporations more, because guess what? Amazon, how much, how much is Amazon paying taxes every year? zero <laughs> and why not because we allow them to, to not you know so uh, companies like amazon pay more more, more in tax and so yeah we can share the wealth more because the the, the people are losing jobs to automation it's going to happen more in the next five to ten years um you know within 10 years like almost all the truckers out there aren't going to have work anywhere it's all going to be automated and so many other jobs so we're all for the universal basic income and um, we're also for, um, you know, using and programming artificial intelligence responsibly. And um, one of the things about, I want to say about robots, or there's, um, you know, the, the rules of robotics um, is number one, robots may not injure humans or through inaction allow humans to be harmed. And number two, robots must obey humans except where it comes into conflict with the first law. And number three, a robot must protect its own existence except where it doesn't conflict with the first two laws. And so basically we want artificial intelligence to truly serve humanity and be very benevolent and, um, and not be a threat to humanity because that's very important. And so... That's great. What was your feeling on a tech and kind of what's happening now currently? I know you mentioned Amazon, but just yeah. in general, what, you, you what know, you've seen. and It's a, it's blockchain week here in San Francisco. So I was over at the Marriott Marquis yesterday um, talking to a, a guy um, in blockchain. And uh, we're talking about this global financial reset. It's already underway, but um, we're, uh, you know, the, you know, with the, with uh, the financial system as it is, eventually we got to have a reset. And, um, you know, I'm still learning more and more about it myself as time goes on, as, as we all are. And um, basically, um, at some point, there's going to be a jubilee. And, um, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to speak any, any much more about it today, but um, there will be a global financial reset. And, and we have a song about it that we're working on. And, um, and, and and at that point, when we have this reset, it um, we will have a universal basic income for everybody and share the wealth. Yeah, that'll happen. You know, within five years, probably. 
Yeah. And, um, I can see that. You know, I see a lot of uh, folks moving to out of state, you know, because it's just so expensive to live here that it just doesn't even make sense. You know, and so I feel like what you're bringing up is a is a great point. You know. Yeah. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm only an expert in in music and in activism, but um, I'm learning more and more about tech and about blockchain and um, decentralization and like blockchain like enables uh, things to be decentralized in a way that no centralized power can have control over a bunch of things. And so there's many ways. We can do that to really help the planet, to really benefit the people. Yeah. And so my band, Nalamora, we're, uh, we're working to get out there and tour and, and uh, you know, spread our message of love and unity and uh, get people excited about positive change, get people excited about the global reset, which, um, which will be in a few years. It's already starting to happen with uh, a lot of cryptocurrencies, and you, you see a lot of things in the news about financial stuff going on and you know like um there'll be more about it to come yeah this com yeah. Um, venture capital funding is insane you know these companies get billions of dollars in funding and then we have people living on the streets yeah with no roof over their head so yeah. i feel like yeah it's a great point yeah capitalism allows the few to you know hoard all the wealth it's a game of monopoly in real life and the billionaire class has has all the wealth while people are starving and living on the streets, you know, and, yeah. um, we're going to eventually probably within a few years, we'll, there'll be the funding available to, to have housing for everybody. Like, it's not what I'm saying. And people like me are saying is in the 2020s, if you're a human being alive on planet earth, you have a right to housing, clean water, food, healthcare, and technology because we have the wealth to do it. And um, it means everybody gets a basic apartment or if they want to work harder and earn more, you can have a nicer place. But but at the very least, you get basic housing for free and a basic income, you know, which which will provide you food and it'll be clean water for everybody. And everybody will have access to like a smartphone. We're trying to raise the standard of living and advance our global civilization. It's the, it's the future now. <laughs> Welcome to the future, everybody. It's the future. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I know the listeners they can't actually they can't see us, but you have a really awesome. I mean, you're what you're wearing right now is very great. Thank very, you. Yeah, you could explain it. Unity is power. Yes. Yeah. So how do you, I mean? It's just really you're bringing this to life. You're like a moving piece of art that's that's walking around ah. san francisco <laughs> in the bay area oh thank you so, what, so much what kind of what inspired you from your whole your fashion i don't know if you have your own style thank you what, how did this evolve I, I mean you got purple um, i mean does that i i'll let you yeah that's cool yeah, whatever's going on i like to be <laughs> i always liked pretty colors I've, I've always been an artist you know i started out as a visual artist when i was very young um, uh, I, I like things to look different and look cool and like, uh, like I don't like to look like everybody else. And I think a lot of people don't you know, just kind of, they'll just wear whatever's available in stores and it's just kind of, you know, okay. But I've always wanted stuff that's different and unique. And so like what I'll do is I'll buy a pair of pants at the thrift store and I'll go, um, to this fabric store where I live in Berkeley that has tons of cool, fabulous types of fabric um, like and carpet and stuff and I'll, I'll buy some cool looking fabric and I'll cut it out. You got and, me uh, curious now where, what fabric store? <laughs> it's on San Pablo next to the corner of Ashby in Berkeley. Oh, wow. I forgot the name of the store, but 
but um, I buy like these long pieces of fabric and I cut them out into squares and I'll like super glue them onto my pants and onto my shirts and jackets and stuff just kind of in a cool design and uh, it's just kind of my own little artistic clothing style that I've been developing lately and I'll put my my message uh, today my message says unity is power I made this patch and eventually we're gonna um, have these mass produced and we'll sell them uh, to help out the cause, but yeah, unity is power. I mean, it's like, to, uh, you know, we, we need to unite and use our power because we're all very powerful, but we have to unite to be able to use it. I feel like that goes along with your whole artificial intelligence too. It's like, you know, if we're communicating, we're actually meeting people and getting out there and, and doing something. I feel like everyone's just you know, kind of caught up on their phones now and social media that we're becoming that robot you know they're taking over us it's a great great philosophy you're saying well you're saying we're we're becoming that robot um yeah well what you're mentioning is um you know that that human interaction and uniting and the unity is power and bringing that together and tech and in humanity and so how what's your kind of thought of that i mean i feel like art is maybe the thing that ties it all together you know, you have um, tech, you have all these social media thing, and then you have the, you know, you have three different identities. You have, you know, Neil Nyberg, the artist, Neil Nyberg, the Facebook, or, you know, SoundCloud. And so I just, um, I've seen, you know, what you're saying that uh, we could see it all together. Um, yeah, there's like, a, there's a whole bunch of robots of other people that are just mm. out there you know? oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so for the yeah. difference like i know you spent a, a lot of time in the east bay but do you see any kind of difference between being in the east bay versus being in san francisco um yeah. far as art the art scene or um uh, i think the art scene is probably about the same as in berkeley and sf and oakland um uh i like living in the east bay and then hanging out in the city uh or i mean i hang out in the east bay a lot too probably more but um it's more chill over there in berkeley i mean uh the city is really cool and everything um i love berkeley a lot it's just more chill and kind of laid back more than the city i live by the marina so i like go jogging out at the marina a lot and the view of the bay and the golden gate and it's just so nice you know i'm so happy to be there um, yeah, the Bay Area has such a, such a hot point on the earth for change. And, um, you know, people have been flocking here since the gold rush. And, um, you know, all the tech industry is here. And, um, you know, the hippies in the 60s, the peace and love. And um, just such a cool art scene all over the Bay Area. Silicon Valley. And, and um, yeah, I grew up in Silicon Valley in the city of Newark on the southeast side of San Francisco Bay and I uh, moved up to Berkeley in 2013 and I've been there ever since but um, the Bay Area is definitely a, a really hot point on the earth and uh, it's really great to be here and to be from here most people come out here our drummer just moved out here from Wisconsin and, uh, and uh, different definitely a climate change for sure yeah wow. he's from like r rural Wisconsin up in no northern Wisconsin or it's like got to be a Packers fan, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he's into sports, but his dad <laughs> is. Yeah, Lambeau Field. Well, that's a that's a place. Yeah, what do you think about the Niners being eight and and zero oh, undefeated? Do you keep up with football? Um, you know, I can't. I can't. I'm. I'm 
I, I gotta be honest, like I don't watch sports, but um, <laughs> I, I know every, I know so many people are, so I, um, I think it's cool. I mean, I used to be into sports when I was a kid, but um, somehow I just, uh, I, you know, I, my interests like went in other areas, like uh, skateboarding and music and like activism and. Um, um, I'm really into learning. I'm always, I'm always trying to learn more every day. I'm like watching stuff on YouTube about getting, uh, you know, more, more, uh, successful and efficient. Something like that. Yeah. Skateboarding is actually a, a talent, a rare talent. I, what, what was your trick to do oh, on the skateboard? See, I've been a skateboarder since I was 13 and I kind of rode my skateboard over here today so i mean i've been skate uh i've been doing lots of tricks uh, for many years um i got pretty good at one point in about 2002 i uh, i did a 360 flip down an eight stair and i did a kickflip down a nine stair and uh, and a few other tr- tricks like that that were pretty hard it, it took a lot of tries but it's like really satisfying landing that trick and rolling away that's like one of the things that skateboarding taught me is like to never give up and you just like you keep trying that trick a hundred times you j- walk back up those stairs and you like flip the board and you try to land on it and it like eventually you like land it clean you roll away and like that satisfaction is just like the greatest feeling and you just feel so like accomplished and you're like yes and it's like that feeling of accomplishment always stuck with me in life i'm like i'm i'm never gonna give up like i'm gonna we're gonna do this Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you a snowboarder too then? Yeah, I love snowboarding. Yeah, yeah I, I don't get to go yeah. as often as I want to. But You know what, as I was uh, driving up um, DeBose Triangle, driving up Fell Street and DeBose Triangle the other day, I was like, how is this guy skateboarding up the hill? And it was one of those electric-powered uh, skateboard. It looked like a skateboard. Ah. Have you ever <laughs> seen that? What is that? Know. Yeah, you know, they came out like a couple of years ago. They're so cool. You know, the first time I ever saw one, I saw a guy <laughs> bombing up a hill. And I didn't know they'd come out yet, so I was like, "Oh my God, what the!" F-? I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, uh, and and then I was like, "Oh my God, it must have a motor. That's so so bitching." Um, um, yeah, no, that really. I, I think it's so cool. I haven't gotten to try one yet, but I'm sure they're really fun. Have to try that out. Yeah. Funny, we should have like a. We should try it out. Like, so we're on the show. We could talk about it. Yeah, I'd love to try one out. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, well, you you want to play another song? Yeah. Um, this uh, this song is is really relatable. Um, there's so many of us like like to smoke weed, and uh, if you smoke weed, you can relate to this song. Neil Nyberg, Nalamora, <coughs> live, Muni Radio. the munchies and a whole bag of potato chips I got the munchies and I will polish off all that queso dip I got the munchies yeah everything tastes so fucking great I got the munchies there's a fucking mountain on my plate marijuana Long 
lots of great food fills my tummy. I got the munchies, eight and a half gallon of ice cream. I got the munchies, put and fill that way like a machine. I got the munchies, yeah. I just ate a whole large pizza now, it's very yummy. Shoveling it all into my mouth Marijuana makes me hungry And I always get the munchies I've been craving something crunchy Lots of great food fills my tongue Tight increases when I smoke some weed Grubbing food releases All this dopamine in my brain And food tastes even better when you're high It's one of life's sweetest pleasures I'll end up with a huge load of dishes But I don't care cause the food's so delicious I just can't get enough of the taste I'll be puffing a J and then stuffing my face I got the munchies a whole bag of potato chips I got the munchies And I will polish off all that queso dip I got the munchies, yeah Everything tastes so fucking great I got the munchies, indeed There's a fucking mountain on my plate the munchies oh my goodness wow now that is a big topic of conversation now with with uh marijuana being legalized here in the state of california (laughs) Um, i would guess that you are a supporter (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 i don't know i'm a supporter of it being legal everywhere like everywhere on the planet yeah and there's still places where people like get locked up from marijuana like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's unbelievable. But, uh, that will change. It will change within a few years. Like, our culture is going a certain way. Um, it's the, Yeah, the, the, the whole culture of society is changing right now, and, and people are, will go along with it. I feel like, you know, after all these you know decades of being illegal, that there's a stigma that, that marijuana has, and that it will take a while for that to... Uh, Go off potentially. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, the stigma is starting to go away, and in, in certain areas, it's it's um you know it's still there. Like like Middle America, like our guitar player Corey Harlan, he's from Alabama, and our our uh, drummer Quinn is from Wisconsin, 
And in those areas, it's very conservative, you know? And um, there's a lot of really closed-minded people. It's like it's still 1990 there or something, you know? Like, it's it's like three decades in the past there. Um, but, you know, I can't blame the people because they're just brought up a certain way. Um, they're, they've learned the way of life from their parents and other people around them. And it's just like the culture there. And so it's like, they just don't know anything else. They're just, uh, I think people are just, their minds are just closed to anything else. And, um, I don't know, you know, I've never lived in any, uh, I've never lived in middle America. I've, I've always lived in the Bay area, so I don't exactly know what it's like to live there, but, um, um, you know, it's, um, society's changing and we're just trying to help it, help guide it along. And, uh, you know, some parts of the world are going to take longer to, to go along and, yeah, well, but they eventually will, you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, I imagine, you know, the Bay Area is much different than other places, you know, the world, the weather wise, but also, you know, the education systems and, you know, and everything that's happening, I just, you know, I can't imagine. I'm a Bay Area native as well, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, things are a little different here than it is, you know, being Alabama. But Corey, I met yeah. Corey. Oh, he seems pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, next time you have um have other musicians from other parts of the country on, and they can tell you more about it than I can. Yeah, I, I I do see things getting better for humanity. Like a lot of people don't see it, but um, I think little by little we are progressing in a positive direction. Like things are becoming more ethical little by little, and um, you know there's still a lot, a lot of divisions between people um, that I'm trying to like take away. Like our like uh, like like you want to say unity is power. We need more unity. Like in our song, Generate Positive Change, we want people to come together, like unity in our global community. And um, um, one of the one of the tools um, by the powers that be is divide and conquer, you know, divide and, and rule. By keeping the people hating each other and fighting amongst themselves, the people aren't going to come together and uh, create a people's world and not a billionaire's world. And so the billionaire class and, you know, their power structure, they, they manipulate society to keep people divided. And, uh, you know, Republicans and Democrats and different religions and uh, all kinds of different ways we can be divided. And those are just flaring right now. And, um, yeah, I don't know, speaking of flaring that that fire up north, I've, you know, when your power's out, you don't have any power. And, you know, I feel like it becomes real. You know, it's like this is survival. We need to come together as like a, as a neighborhood, as a community and figure out like, Hey, these fires and you know, they're happening. So I feel that's happening, you know, organic, but it takes yeah. something like that to sometimes to bring people together. It's, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's like after, right after nine 11, we had all these bumper stickers that say United, we stand divided, we fall. And I use that line in uh, our song, generate positive change. Cause it's true. Um, uh, it, it can take like some bad happening to really bring people together. Um, but I, I'm out here saying, let's unite everybody. Let's love one another and let's unite because there's way more we have in common than we have different. And when we can unite, there's so many positive changes we can make to society and to the world because the people really have the power. And we just need to take the power, 
you know, but we have to unite to be able to use it. I think that your message definitely correlates that vision. Um, it's pretty young. You said that you're in Berkeley. Have you ever been to Starry Plow? Yeah, I love the Starry Plow. I was just there last night after I, I went to the Hotel Utah last night here in San Francisco for a show, a Halloween party show. And then, and then I left there and I went to Berkeley to the Starry Plow to another Halloween show party. It was, <laughs> it was funk night at the Starry Plow. Uh, both of those places have great open mics, the Hotel Utah and the Starry Plow. When are the open mics? What, what did you say? When? Yeah. What? Did, yeah. Uh, the Starry Plow open mics every Tuesday night, and uh, I, yeah, I go there sometimes. It's a, it's really cool. Uh, my friend Sarah Jane is one of the hosts there, and um, also I'll also give another shout out to the Hotel Utah open mic because that was an open mic that really changed my life. In about 2015, uh, was when I really decided to like step into the music scene here in San Francisco. And I started going to the Hotel Utah open mic every Monday, really regularly. And then soon after that, I started meeting a ton of really cool musicians and, um, and like got into the community and the whole, you know, indie music scene here in San Francisco. And it's such a great community. And, uh, that's how I met you. Yeah, <laughs> JW. We met at the. We, we, did we meet at the hotel? We met at the hotel Utah. I'm pretty sure. I think so. That's where we met. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's I remember great. seeing you play there for the first time in probably 20, like late 2017, I think. And you played piano, and you played a song you just wrote on the spot, and it was <laughs> so good. I was I was super impressed um, that you could just write something like that, and the lyrics and everything came together like all off the off the top of your head. And it was so well done. I was just like really impressed. Yeah, the Hotel Utah is a really great spot. Yeah. So they uh, every Monday, the signups are at 745. Brandon Gazelle, he, uh, he runs the open mic. Um, he's been doing it for a long time. Uh, and uh, it's a lot of fun, too. They have good food there as well. The food at yeah, the Hotel Utah is pretty good. We love the Utah. We're giving them a uh, free plug, but we, we love the Utah. Um, and we love Brendan, the host. Brendan Gazelle. Um, Utah was a huge place on the map for for me and for Nalamora. Um, it changed my life. I met I'm some of my closest friends that either there or through someone I met there. Uh, you know, like it all kind of stemmed from the Hotel Utah open mic and music scene. And from there, we like I you know I I reformed Nalamora at that point, and then. When we grew and, you know, like, so, so it's a great starting out point for, uh, musicians and, um, and I still go there sometimes. I haven't been in a while cause I've been, I've been working on, um, you know, Nalamora stuff, but, um, I'll be back there soon, uh, to the hotel Utah. Yeah. I just can't imagine. I mean, here in San Francisco, you said 2015, how much has changed just even from, 2015 to now we got that salesforce building that just towers oh yeah <laughs> you know? yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i watched it be built over the last like five years from, from berkeley um you know just like as I, my, my old apartment in berkeley i was on the fourth floor and i had a nice view of the city skyline so you know little by little every day when i look out the window the skyscraper gets higher and higher <laughs> and also the the old eastern span of the bay bridge started getting uh dismantled little by little so i was watching the salesforce tower rise and the old eastern span of the bay bridge be uh taken away little by little i think it's a symbol 
of change. Like for 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 a couple years, we had the new eastern span of the Bay Bridge already finished, and the old eastern span was still there, but not being used anymore. And they were slow, starting to slowly dismantle it. And that was the only time in history we've had two eastern spans of the Bay Bridge existing next to each other. And just seeing like this new this new bridge and this old bridge being dismantled. I thought of it as a great symbol for change on earth right now. It's like, here comes the new, out goes the old. And and so we're going to have some pretty pretty big systemic changes to planet earth in the next few years. And um, it's going to be really exciting. I remember actually driving across that new bridge and vice versa, driving on the old bridge while the new bridge is being built like you were just talking about. Yeah. And uh, gosh, I, I remember you said you're a Bay Area native, so... That earthquake of 1989 when it collapsed. It's yeah. amazing to think that that even happened. You yeah. know, <laughs> I remember being six years old and watching watching it on the news. And like, the, I was down in the city of Newark in the Southeast Bay, next to Fremont, and I'm feeling the shaking and being all crazy. And uh, um, yeah, it's just uh it's amazing that the other side of the Bay Bridge, because I know that that was built, the the San Francisco side of the, the Bay Bridge, the west side of it on the other side of Herba Buena Island, mm-hmm. um, that was built in 1933. Mm-hmm. And that thing is still in in contact. Yeah. I wonder, you know, I don't, they're, I don't see I that they're, building that anytime soon. I don't know. I know. The well, LED light is so, so cool. I love that. It's so cool, yeah. it's It's brilliant. It's like... It's like here's the future. It's like it's like all lit up and flashy and sparkly. <laughs> and I say maybe in a few, in a in a few decades we won't even need the Bay Bridge anymore. We won't need bridges. We'll just be all fly, flying around. I think Uber is already starting to develop um, like drone cars that can come pick you up. And I mean it's probably still in the really really early stages, but I can see like drones you know, flying down and picking you up in an Uber. You don't have to travel on the road anymore. I think looking back at this point in history from the distant future, maybe like 100 years from now or maybe even 50 years from now, we'll look back and be like, wow, people had to sit in traffic back then. Like it took two hours to get from, you know, Oakland to San Francisco (laughs) just because of this bad accident on the highway and everybody was all backed up and like, Wow, we now we can fly there in like ten minutes. <laughs> Never have to worry about traffic, so I can I can see that happening to society. But right now, today, we're like still in it. So when when we're very old men, maybe we'll be able to say that. Wow, you know, when I was when I was younger, we, humans there was still traffic. <laughs> Imagine, like that. Yeah. yeah, no, I met someone from L.A. You know and. And said that the, you know I've driven in LA and the traffic is bad up there, but they said that the traffic up here is just as bad. I wonder if it has to do with just not knowing geographically where you are. That could be part of it, but the traffic is definitely you know I'm a positive person, but I, yeah, I'm seeing it getting you know turn into a parking lot out there. Yeah, it's kind of silly. We have all this space around us, like in the air. Like if we had flying vehicles and there's plenty of room in the air. Um, but uh, our society isn't quite there yet in its advancement. Mm. Yeah, I see. You know, you know what's interesting and unique about the the east side of the Bay Bridge that we we're just talking about is that you could walk across it. 
You actually walk yeah. across it. You yeah. can't walk across all the way to San Francisco. Now, I could see how that yeah. would uh, eliminate some traffic. I wonder how many folks would be open no. to just going for a jog I, across the bridge. I'd love it if they would make the bike walking path go all the way to San Francisco from the East Bay. Like, cause I ride, I've ridden my bike on it a bunch of times. Like from Berkeley, I'll ride my bike all the way to Treasure Island and back on the bike path of the new eastern span of the Bay Bridge. And it's really cool. Um, it's a fun bike ride. Yeah. I, I think I walked across it when it first had opened and they closed it at a certain hour. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, they they close it at a certain time. They don't they don't leave it open all night or anything. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I think Golden Gate Bridge is probably the same way too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The idea of being picked up by a drone, kind of like a ferry, mm. like you go to it, like yeah. you're gonna go jump on a ferry, but it's a drone, or you just jump on it and hitch a ride to the other side. Yeah, can't imagine. Yeah, I can imagine it. Maybe in a decade or two or three. Um, yeah, and if it starts to come out, I'll promote it. If I thought, you know, I, you know, as, um, I met, I knew somebody who, who kite surfed and was talking about kite surfing from Treasure Island and Urbabuena Island to mm. the city. I was like, oh, wow, I guess you could walk across and kite wow. surf the rest of the way. That's pretty no supernatural. Way. You can get, wow, you can catch a, catch the <laughs> air and on a kite. So, wow. Yeah. Cool. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. I've never done that. There's so many fun things to do. Yeah, you know, I never got into surfing. Did you? Mm, no, I, I haven't got into surfing. I I could probably surf if I um if someone could, sh- you know, if I had the opportunity and like I, I could probably do it. I'd love to try. Um, yeah, I love like board sports. Um, yeah, I could do one more song. All right, we got uh, Neil Nyberg from Nalamore. They're playing a show November 16th at the Cove in Oakland. It's a house show. Look us up online if you'd like to hear more details. Here we are, Neil Nyberg. Well, I'm trying to think of what song I want to do. There's, there's so many. Um, um, well, there's a, there's this other uh, newer song that's like not in our set right now, but... Um, um, it's a, you know, a lot of really gifted, talented people, uh, that are very artistic tend to suffer from depression. And that's a, it's a really big issue. Um, because I know so many wonderful souls that have, have to suffer from depression. And I used to be one of them. Um, I haven't had depression for a long time, but, um, I totally relate, and um, <clears throat> this song goes out to all those people. Um, this is a song I wrote. It's called Cheer Up. Cheer up, sweetheart. It's all good. Life gets crazy.
it's all good it sucks being misunderstood brighten your spirits it's not so bad improve your outlook don't be so Fantastic. Neil Nyberg, Nalamora, thank you for joining us today on the JW Megawig Show. I am your host, the Candyman. Thank you so much. It's been a special treat to have you here today. Oh, I'm so So, happy to be here. Thank you so much. November 16th at the Cove, that's in Oakland. Do you know the exact address? um, Follow Nalamora on um, uh, Instagram, Facebook. which is our our Instagram is uh, Nalamora underscore band. That's N A L A M O R A underscore band. And um, you can also find us on Facebook. Of course, I post all about our shows, and I'll um, our, we're finishing the flyer for it very soon. So um, yeah, it's a backyard party in Oakland, and uh, they have a, a backyard stage. Sounds very organic. And, um, yeah, and there'll be uh. Uh, another punk band and another band that I'm not familiar with, but uh, it's a really cool spot. Um, DIY kind of place. Um, really chill. And uh, yeah, no- November 16th is our next show. Awesome. Well, we will see you November 16th. Thank you for joining us at the JW Megawig show. And you guys have a sweet day.
Yeah. No, the sun ups are at uh, 5.45, so you're 45 minutes early, which yeah, is so fine. Okay. Yeah, it's a comedy open mic. Oh. Uh, so, it's a bummer, man. Oh, you're trying to I actually can't. I'm trying to play this through this, oh. and for whatever reason, it's not. And like, they could probably hear everything we're talking about. Is the ah. reason why I'm not talking. So. <laughs> no, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on.
YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead passengers? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Ben S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. 
LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Hey, you open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets, because no one ever shows up, so it's like stage time, and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Welcome to the Weekly Review. I have two guests here who have joined me. Please introduce yourselves. My name is Lenora Lee. And my name is Ian Huynh. Thanks for being here. And there's an upcoming dance performance that we're going to talk about today. So you joined us uh, a few months ago. It's hard to keep track of the time these days. Um, and the last performance we saw was just really impactful. It was over on Angel Island. And I just, ugh, I can't say how touching it was it was just really incredible so what were your thoughts about that as an experience for an audience member um 
And first we should also, the full name of the performance was... Within These Walls, and we created a sequel named yes. Dreams of Flight. Yes. It yes. was a, an immersive multimedia dance performance that was staged at the Angel Island Immigration Station on Angel Island State Park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it was my first time being to Angel Island, so just being in that in that space in nature that's so close to us felt pretty... Um, it just felt like a lot to be there in that space, and then also to be in the particular environment where folks had lived. I think I could really feel the energy of what had taken place there. And so it brought... It's difficult to put into words. It felt like I just felt like all these emotions being in this space and then seeing, hearing these stories, hearing people's words shared and interacting with the dancers and having, sharing, it just felt, there are so many different, it's difficult, yeah, it's difficult to put into words. It just felt like it was touching on so many senses because it wasn't just visual, it wasn't just audio. It was more, it was interactive as well, and then also spiritual, I think, to be in the same place that people were before, and to not be there at the same time as them, and still to witness them, in a way. That particular immigration station was open between 1910 and 1940. Uh, it burned down, the administration building burned down in 1940, so they moved it to the mainland, but during that time there were approximately a million immigrants processed at that station, which most people, I think, maybe even from the Bay Area don't know about. Mm -hmm. And so of those million immigrants, about 170,000 were Chinese. And because there was a Chinese Exclusion Act in place, um, many of the Chinese were held under scrutiny and held there for much m longer periods of time. And they were uh, interrogated and basically imprisoned until they can prove their innocence. And maybe Hian was in the piece for uh, both renditions, both in 2017 and in 2019. Mm -hmm. And I think he can talk a little bit about um, maybe the the differences between both of those performances. Even though we restaged it for this past May, uh, we added a sequel, but there were differences in the actual. Um, approach to the audience members and the way that we came kind of charged and activated the second time um, empowered with a lot of information from the first round but also realizing that you know we had this ability to contribute to this dialogue and uh, what in terms of what's happening in the current current time yeah the, the first time we performed it yeah we had no idea of of its reach and its profound um, impact in that moment. So the second time coming around this year, performing it, we knew what was at stake and we, we tried our best to dive deeper into um, the, those, the stories that we were sharing. And um, Lenora gave me the opportunity to also meet with um, the mother of the person who uh, whose character mm. I was based off of so we, we had a, a lunch date together mm. and she shared with us a bit more of, of what happened to him after and so with all that information in mind and what it felt to have lunch with her then to go on to performing the piece the second time around it was it was new <laughs> it yeah. was new and it felt um, deeper and I think this time we ended on a much more hopeful tone, mm -hmm. um, uh, a sense of spaciousness and, and um, allowance um, 
um, and hope. Yeah. Yeah, Hien played the character of Wang Gongju, and uh, his daughter, Penelope Wang, was able to, during that luncheon, share quite a bit about her father, um, who he was as a person, his character, his accomplishments. Um, she gave some hints as to what his um, detention time could have been like, and how he was a bit of a dreamer, and he was always looking for... Um, that sense of hope and accomplishment and um, working really hard and achieving. So it was exciting to then build the sequel with this knowledge mm -hmm. and then to have certain sequences feature family, old family photos of him and um, the rest of their kin and uh, for Hien to be able to embody the, the essence of him mm -hmm. more. Yeah, it, it was quite exciting and... Um, just a note on that, this year we received two awards. Oh. So Hien received, you want to just talk about your award? Uh, <laughs> well, the piece itself from 2017 won um, an Outstanding Production Award from the Isadora Duncan Dance Awards Committee. Mm -hmm. And this was the first, we were the first recipients of it. It's a brand new category. And what it represents is a high level of achievement in all of the categories, whether that's choreography, performance, um, visual design, um, text and music. So they felt it was at a high level for all the categories and we're very honored to have received that one. And he won a special award as well for his performance. Yeah, it was, it was just very special to be with um, the whole cast and production there and to feel you know, the, the work being shared and, and recognized on that level. And to, to see that, you know, when we can go out and and um, share such important stories and, and, and feel the community receive it that way and, and then to be honored right back, it was definitely um, a very beautiful evening. And um, my, my mother was in town uh, that week. And, you know, at that time I had no idea. I received the nomination, but I had no idea what the results were so she came to the ceremony too and then when they announced the name uh, I was able to bring her up on stage and I, it made my life <laughs> to see how happy she was and how, how proud she was. Oh, that's beautiful. Congratulations. You oh, both. yeah. Thank you. Uh, was, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it was a really touching performance. And you. so you're also here to uh, speak about the new performance that you have coming up the first weekend of November. Yes, next weekend, November 1st through 3rd, we're performing a brand new piece entitled In the Skin of Her Hands at Dance Mission Theater, which is just a few blocks away from here. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be utilizing the different rooms in Dance Mission. They have a theater as well as two studios. So in the first half of the program, the audience members will get the chance to travel through the different rooms oh, wow. and to take a look at um, the vignettes and scenarios that we've been setting up. Mm -hmm. So for this piece, it's inspired by the experiences of those dealing with cancer, battling cancer, specifically breast cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the last two months, I had the opportunity to interview 31 people. Wow. Um, some of them are cancer survivors and some are family members. Mm -hmm also uh, an oncologist and two physical therapists 
and um, it's been an incredible process. I would have to say that I learned so much, you know, from people, what people are willing to share about what they've gone through, and everyone has had very different experiences. Um, some people have had, you know, very harsh physical dealings and um, um, chemotherapy and radiation, and others have had a lighter load in dealing with the illness. But regardless, there was just um, so much richness to what they were sharing um, that we're including a lot of the voiceover bits of their stories within the piece. So you'll hear in the sound score, probably almost everybody, <laughs> pretty much almost everybody in there sharing things. Um, I could talk a little bit about you know, some commonalities, but also differences between them. And I'd actually, maybe while Hian talks a little bit, I can open up some audio sure. from the interviews and, and prepare that for you. Yeah. So maybe Hian can talk a little bit about the genesis of the project and um, yeah. how we created the work so yeah. far. Yeah, I'm curious as to what inspired it. Yeah, yeah so um, um, Lenora uh, opened up and shared with us that her her sister Karina was diagnosed with breast cancer, and so this that sort of set the tone of how you know important and and how uh, close this work was going to be. And so at that in that realm too, we um, had an opportunity to um, take a workshop with um, aerial dance company Bandaloop, mm -hmm. and so we we trained with them. For um, for the beginning of the year, and some of us trained during the summer, so we we learned how to, to essentially fly, <laughs> and um, yeah, just seeing how much Lenora took on because she's you know they're interviewing over thirty people and hearing yeah. all these different stories and perspectives, and we couldn't I couldn't even imagine how heavy that could be. You know, yes, I'm just yes. here in in the dance studio just hearing. The, the stories and narratives play, but I can't even imagine, you know, actually meeting each and every one and, and, you know, being with their stories. So in this sense, this project feels huge and, and how there's just um, so many affected and yeah. so many family members. It just, everyone, is together on this. Yes. Yeah, and and I very very much look forward to opening day, or the whole weekend as well, because I could just imagine, you know, the, those that are being interviewed are showing up, their family, their loved ones. So it's just to me, it's like a, a gathering, a gathering, and and just showing up to support and, and fight for this cause. Yeah, it is a it is something that I think affects every, like, I, I can't, I don't think I know someone who doesn't, hasn't, who doesn't know someone who has been affected by breast cancer. It feels like it's such a, unfortunately, ubiquitous disease that it's, yeah, it's affected so many people. <sighs> yeah, so uh, what you're about to hear uh, is an excerpt of something that we did 
We performed an excerpt at the Jurassic Resident Artist Program in Woodside, California last weekend. And so the excerpt that you will hear right now is from a woman named Valerie So. She's a professor and a filmmaker at San Francisco State University. And um, her thoughts on her experiences with breast cancer. And so I posted it on social media pretty much as soon as I started treatment. And, I would, and then after a while, I started posting a lot on social media. Like I would post like when I was getting my chemo or like, you know, my various hair or hats or wigs or whatever. And I think people enjoyed sort of following that journey for whatever reason. Um, so for me, it was always very transparent. Uh, I have another friend who's got... It's some form of leukemia, and she's gone through treatment twice. Like, she's done that thing where they take out, like, do something to the bone marrow, and then she has to be in isolation for a month. Like, really intense. And she said she thinks it's really important for people to know when you have cancer because she thinks it's a public health crisis, right? She thinks it's not just, like, people don't just happen to be getting this. There's, like, environmental reasons why people are getting this all the time. And so for her, it was almost like a, this thing. It's like she wants people to know that something can, needs to be done. Yeah, right. Some people worry about job security, too, like if they're going to be discriminated against because they're sick. And again, you know, I'm really lucky because I am in a position where I have job security and I'm protected. So, But I could see that. I mean, they can't legally fire you, but they could certainly do find other ways to let you go. So. so that was really helpful for me just to not worry so much about why it happened because then what happens is you stop thinking it's something I did, right? It's something I'm, I have to blame myself for some flaw in my life. And then for me it was just like getting through it at that point and just always thinking, focusing on getting through whatever treatment I was doing. Yeah, so that was um, an excerpt from Valerie So's interview. And what you'll hear right now are um, two sections. One is um, from a woman who uh, shared about her experience, and then from an oncologist who I interviewed. Her name is uh, Pamela Munster. She works at UCSF. She's a researcher and an oncologist. And she had a lot of insight in terms of sharing about what her patients deal with, and she's written a book as well. So we can go ahead and listen to that. In oncology, where there are things coming up all the time, new information, nothing is 100% right. I think that caretakers try their best, but the knowledge platform is always changing, which is a good thing. I think we are learning more all the time My name is Pamela Munster. I'm a Swiss native. I came to the U.S. when I was 28. I, my professional life is really focused on developing new treatments for people with advanced cancer. Myself. 
Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. Oh. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a total fan. Can I say? Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. (laughs) 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Hey, you open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets because no one ever shows up, so it's like stage time and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRCollective.org. We'll see you there. Welcome to the Weekly Review. I have two guests here who have joined me. Please introduce yourselves. My name is Lenora Lee. And my name is Hien Huynh. Thanks for being here. And there's an upcoming dance performance that we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So you joined us uh, a few months ago. It's hard to keep track of the time these days. Um, and the last performance we saw was just really impactful. It was over on Angel Island. And I just, ugh, I can't say how touching it was it was just really incredible so what were your thoughts about that as an experience (sighs) for an audience member um and first we should also the full name of the performance was within these walls and we created Mm -hmm. a sequel named dreams of flight yes it was an immersive multimedia dance performance that was staged at the angel island immigration station on angel island state park yeah, mm-hmm. um, it was my first time being to Angel Island, so just being in that in that space in nature that's so close to us felt pretty, um, it just felt like a lot to be there in that space, and then also to be in the particular environment where folks had lived, I think I could really feel the energy 
of what had taken place there. Mm -hmm. And so it brought, uh, it's difficult to put into words. It felt like, I just felt like all these emotions being in this space and then seeing, hearing these stories, hearing people's words shared and interacting with the dancers and having, sharing, it just felt, there are so many different, it's difficult, yeah, it's difficult to put into words. It just felt like it was touching on so many senses because it wasn't just visual, it wasn't just audio. It was more, it was interactive as well and then also spiritual, I think, to be in the same place that people were before and to not be there at the same time as them and still to witness them in a way. That particular immigration station was open between 1910 and 1940. Uh, it burned down, the administration building burned down in 1940, so they moved it to the mainland. But during that time, there were approximately a million immigrants processed at that station, which most people, I think, maybe even from the Bay Area, don't know about. Mm -hmm. And so of those million immigrants, about 170,000 were Chinese. And because there was a Chinese Exclusion Act in place, um, many of the Chinese were held under scrutiny and held there for much m longer periods of time. And they were uh, interrogated and basically imprisoned until they can prove their innocence. And maybe Hian was in the piece for uh, both renditions, mm -hmm. both in s 2017 and in 2019. Mm -hmm. And I think he can talk a little bit about um, maybe the the differences between both of those performances, even though we restaged it for this past May, uh, we added a sequel, but there were differences in the actual um, approach to the audience members and the way that we came kind of charged and activated the second time, um, empowered with a lot of information from the first round, but also realizing that w you know we had this ability to contribute to this dialogue and uh, what in terms of what's happening in the current current time? Yeah, the the first time we performed it, yeah, we had no idea of of its reach and its profound um, impact in that moment. So the second time coming around this year performing it, we knew what was at stake and we we tried our best to dive deeper into um, the, those the stories that we were sharing. Mm -hmm. And um, Lenore gave me the opportunity to also meet with um, the mother of the person who, uh, whose character mm. I was based off of. So w we had a, a lunch date together mm. and she shared with us a bit more of, of what happened to him after. And so with all that information in mind and what it felt to have lunch with her, then to go on to performing the piece the second time around, it was was new it yeah. was new and it felt um deeper and i think this time we ended on a much more hopeful tone mm -hmm. um um a sense of spaciousness and and um allowance um um and hope yeah yeah, Hien played the character of Wang Gongju and uh, his daughter, Penelope Wong, mm. was able to, during that luncheon, share quite a bit about her father, um, who he was as a person, his character, his accomplishments. Um, she gave some hints as to what his um, detention time could have been like and how he was a bit of a dreamer and he was always looking for um, that sense of hope and accomplishment and um, 
working really hard and achieving. So it was exciting to then build the sequel with this knowledge mm -hmm. and then to have certain sequences feature family, old family photos of him and um, the rest of their kin and uh, for Hian to be able to embody the, the essence of him mm -hmm. more. Yeah, it, it was quite exciting. And um, just a note on that, this year we received two awards. Oh. So Hian received, you want to just talk about your award? Yeah. <laughs> well, the piece itself from 2017 won um, an Outstanding Production Award from the Isadora Duncan Dance Awards Committee. Mm -hmm. And this was the first, we were the first recipients of it. It's a brand new category, and what it represents is a high level of achievement in all of the categories, whether that's choreography, performance, um, visual design, um, text and music. So they felt it was at a high level for all the categories, and we're very honored to have received that one. And he and won a special award as well for his performance. Yeah, it was, it was very special to be with um, the whole cast and production there and to feel, you know, the, the work being shared and, and recognized on that level. And to, to see that, you know, when we can go out and, and um, share such important stories and, and, and feel the community receive it that way and, and then to be honored right back, it was definitely... Um, a, a very beautiful evening, and um, my my mother was in town uh, mm -hmm. that week, and you know at that time I had no idea. I, re I received the nomination, but I had no idea what the results were. So she came to the ceremony too, and then when they announced the name, uh, I was able to bring her up on stage, and I, it made my life <laughs> to see how happy she was and how, how proud she was. Oh, that's beautiful. Congratulations. You oh, both. yeah. Thank that's, you. Uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a really touching performance. Mm, and you. so you're also here to uh, speak about the new performance that you have coming up the first weekend of November. Yes, next weekend, November 1st through mm -hmm. 3rd, we're performing a brand new piece entitled In the Skin of Her Hands at mm -hmm. Dance Mission Theater, which is just a few blocks away from here. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be utilizing the different rooms in Dance Mission. They have a theater as well as two studios. So in the first half of the program, the audience members will get a chance to travel through the different rooms oh, wow. and to take a look at um, the vignettes and scenarios that we've been setting up. Mm -hmm. So for this piece, it's inspired by the experiences of those dealing with cancer, battling cancer, mm -hmm. specifically breast cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the last two months, I had the opportunity to interview 31 people. Wow. Um, some of them are cancer survivors and some are family members. Mm. Also uh, an oncologist and two physical therapists. And um, it's been an incredible process. I would have to say that I've learned so much, you know, from people, what people are willing to share mm -hmm. about what they've gone through. And everyone has had very different experiences. Um, 
Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Uh, 
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. (laughs) 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics wonderful hilarious people in the scene get to know them hang out do a set have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on saturdays from four to six get long sets because no one ever shows up so it's like stage time and people can listen come on by to mutiny radio get your comedy on baby tell me what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, pcrcollective.org. Claw Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Claw Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why 
mutinyradio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for the Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. 
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this 